and it is Wednesday. Not just any Wednesday. Yesterday was Mardi Gras. I guarantee you, because we pre-record these, I'm not feeling so hot. <laughs> I have to have my hurricane and my gumbo. Mm, nummy, nummy. Oh, I'm sure I did a, a some sort of jambalaya too, <laughs> and I'm going to eat leftovers. Thank God I'm not giving that up. So Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, here we are. Michelle, I'm sure you've got a related question to that whole well, scenario. Well, we've got a lot going on here because we do. We're we're doing something we have never done here on Red Kite Movement. We have a kind of this is part two. It is. It's kind of weird it's that a, it worked out this way. Yeah. So we're, yeah. it's a carryover from yesterday's podcast, kind of in today in a different vein. Right. So before we get started, my question is: Today is Lent. Yes. David, what are you giving up? 40 days of deprivation at some level, right? Oh, boy. So, inspiration, humor, and levity. How do I weave that into what I'm giving up? Oh, I know. (laughs) This is a a preamble to the gift of the day. I'm giving up all political correctness. (laughs) No, you got to give up something new. I know. That you have- I knew you were going to call me out on that. It's like uh, a meat eater saying, I'm giving up vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Now, one year I gave up beef. That was rough. And you have and to do it for 40 days. Oh, 40 it's days. Easter, right? Yeah. Okay. Or yeah. Good Friday or is it oh, Easter? So here, here's every, every good Catholic does this, makes this huge mistake that I do. Most people give up sweets, right? I don't have a trouble with sweets as I sit here and watch you eating sweets. And I can't. Don't I, I don't. Even, don't. Most people don't even give up sweets. They give a, up an aspect of it, like right. ice cream. <laughs> oh, come on, man! That's dipping your toe in the water. You got to jump all in. Yes. Okay. If you're gonna if you're gonna walk in the shoes of Jesus for forty days, you got you got to do it right. You got to sacrifice. So one year, because you know, I like I like animal flesh of mm-hmm. sorts. I gave up red meat, and I'll tell you what. What ended up happening? What? Easter. What did I do? Oh, you gorged. I gorged and I got super sick. I'm not talking sick to my stomach. I'm talking I, for a week, something was wrong with me. Really? My body was like, oh, hell no. We were cool with you not eating meat. And I stopped eating meat for the longest time. And even now, you don't see me eat a whole lot of red meat. It's Wild. fish, chicken, fowl, uh, maybe lamb occasionally. But for the most part, I'm I'm not a red meat eater. And it's because my body made it very, very clear. Uh-huh. We don't like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, okay, what are, what are you giving up this year? For so this year, I, oh, I'm i going 40 days sober. I've done it before. What? It's not easy. Oh, hey, listen to this. When my wife was pregnant with our kids, you nine straight months. It. I love that. Solidarity. Every partner should do that. Oh, uh, my brother-in-law wanted to punch me square in the friggin' face. He's Irish, so it's way worse for him. Like, yeah. I'm Irish and Native American. Which is almost oh, like a double. Yeah, it's like oh, it's like dynamite meets a, a handful of grenades. Yes, but he's full blood Irish. So when I when I when I gave up booze for the nine month stretches, mm. and my sister heard about it, she's like, "Oh, Patrick," uh-huh. and, uh, and he's like, "Asshole." That yeah, no, I'm 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 giving up booze for forty days. The only I, I make one small exception, and I probably won't even make that this year because it's not going to be a big deal. Why? They put St. Patrick's Day in the middle of Lent is beyond me. Mm, it's a test. That's almost like my Christmas, right? I, and, I work with someone who says the same thing. That's like yeah. her holiday. Yeah. I make a shepherd's pie. I make brown bread, corned beef and cabbage. Uh-huh. 
uh, I, I do it all up. I, I make a, a dish called Cole Cannon, which is mm. something from my family's background, which is kale in mashed potatoes. And the mashed potatoes is like <laughs> two parts butter. mashed potato, two parts butter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's equal amount. It's to die for. And then, of course, there's the Guinness. I'm not a huge fan of Guinness as I used to be, but I love me the Jameson. Uh, Ishkabah. Ishkabah. That's how you say it. Whiskey. Translated from Gaelic, it means water of life. Are we into booze or what? Yes, I love that. Water <laughs> of life. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving that up. I, I, I think you can do it. I've got to circle back and talk about the political correctness that I need to give up as well. That we just had an experience recently. So let's let's put the gift of the day out there and then we'll go right and into it. And then I'll let them loose. Oh, yeah. No, it's not just me because you were there. I was there. Oh, hit me. Today's gift of the day. Is it just me or is the new hyper militant political correctness like an ice cream truck for the crazies? <laughs> it is just bringing the kooks out of every corner and putting them on center stage. Ugh. Preoccupied by policing others? Don't have anything more productive to do? We fix that. Damn straight we do. Ooh. So, Michelle, lay the foundation for this, this friggin' story. The foundation. David, you were in a speech contest last week. Yes. And there was a round robin of evaluations afterwards, right. which means every audience member had, what, 30 seconds to a minute? It seemed like an hour. To critique each. slash evaluate right. you. And, and by the way, this is a speech that I'd been given... I'd given before and they said, oh, this is definitely like a, a national competition level speech, gave it at this contest and killed it. But then all these guests, like, I don't even know these people. Yeah. Just came out of freaking nowhere. And, and, and they kind of postured themselves as experts, mm-hmm. but I was, I'm still waiting for that. I'm still waiting for the, wh- what wisdom did they drop on me that I didn't already know? And most of the shit that they gave me was distracting. So Michelle, yeah, share so, it, share so it. David gave an excellent speech. Um, he took the prize at our club level and will go to district level now. But this is where I had to pop off. I was not able to attend the last part for this round robin. Right. David ha- and I had a deep discussion. So I'll let you give the, the play-by-play. All right. So among other inval- just invaluable be- pieces of, of, of advice, like I can't mention names, but I think you know who I'm talking about, this one gentleman, seasoned guy, he gave me oh. valuable, succinct, productive input. And I'm like, got it. Cool. And then, unfortunately, he led. So I thought, oh, this is going to be great. I'm getting showered with all this advice. And then these other people stepped up. And I'm like, what? Some, some of the things I literally was like, okay, I'm nodding to it, not knowing what the hell they're talking about. Like this, uh, the story, the storyline is, is about my interaction uh, with individuals and my influence upon them and it will be actually a podcast i'm going to turn that speech into a podcast okay because people need to hear it it's funny it's relevant it was uplifting it's uplifting and it's poking a little bit of a jab at uh maya angelou who is i i i carry nothing but respect in my heart for this woman i in fact start the speech with i adore this quote from maya angelou I, but I, I did disagree. Not, I did not get the feeling of you poking fun. I, I, you delivered a perspective that no one has dared to do. Right. They That's didn't want to challenge it. her. It was, yeah. Yeah. So I challenged her that the quote, and I'm going to loosely quote it, and it's not confirmed that it's her quote, but she's been, she's been given that. I have to underscore that because on the internet, there's so many people that say it wasn't her. 
So in paraphrase, it's they won't recall what you said or did. They will recall how you made them feel. And then I have two stories that are very counter to that where, yes, they recalled how I made them feel, but they literally remembered word for word what I said 30 years later, right? So I'm giving a valid counterpoint. It wasn't supposed to be offensive, but OMG, people took offense immediately. Like, well, here's what I would do. I would scrap the whole speech and not true not, story that was yeah. the first david wrote these down and yeah. we went over them word or you know click by click afterwards yeah. so yeah and it was she's off I, limits she, maya angelou's off limits i would just scrap the whole speech and go with something different who says she's <laughs> off oh limits God. and you were not wow no you, no disrespect yeah. to maya angelou well like, the people that are in our club one of them who i was a little concerned about because she's you know very liberal very feminist said, when you initially said that you disagree with Maya Angelou, you had my attention immediately. And me too. And I was waiting for you to crash and burn and say something really stupid, but you you pulled it off flawlessly that somehow in tangent, you're supporting her her concept and you get the, exactly. the, the, the method behind her madness and why she would say that. But then you also created a funny counterpoint to it, illustrating it by funny stories and meaningful stories of coaching people. Well, that became an issue among the, the so-called experts who were critiquing my speech. Yeah, so let's get to the crazy, kooky comments. I love that you're labeling them. <laughs> but we, they are crazy, kooky comments. They are. And I, I was leading up to that by saying that I was coaching people. And I, I was a, a very successful softball coach and uh, president of the softball league in, in Napa. And I have two girls... That played girls softball. N-J-G-S-L. Okay. G standing for girls. girls. My other story also had a, the protagonist was a girl who was a girl in the sense that she was in fourth grade. She's not a woman. I'm not, I'm not labeling her anything other than appropriate terminology. So there were two comments made back to back about this. One was, you need to go back and change the label and go with XY and XX. And I just nodded my head because I thought maybe this is a new concept of, you know, a story going from A to B, B to C, C to D. Or maybe you it's fill XY. in the blank X, you know, right. XY. Right. I'm filling in some blank here, right? Or, or I'm drawing a conclusion from, from X to Y. And you're not allowed to comment back. Right. You're just there to That's listen right, right I have to hold. I have to hold my tongue. Uh -huh. So I waited and I, I, I noted that. So I, she's, she's done. I circle back. And I said, okay, can you explain the concept of XX and XY? Pissed off. Immediately pissed off. Immediately snarky and mad at me because I didn't know what it was. And she just relished the opportunity to knock me down over it. Hold she on. Said, Does anyone out there know what XX and XY, XY refers to? Keep in mind my former profession. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, sexologist, right? Chromosomally, right. I know what an XX and XY sure. is. So this woman, and I'm, I'm refraining from labeling her, what I really want to label her, tells me, uh, you need to look it up on Google. Wow. And I'm all, did you just insult a gerontologist who's also a sexologist and try to school mm -hmm. me? She did. She's trying to school me on what male and female. So I said, whoa, 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 whoa. So if, if I hear you correctly, you want me to use the pronoun XY for male and XX for female? In a speech. Yes inserted in lieu of boy and girl as if 
anybody is going to understand what the fuck I'm saying, much less uh, it it loses continuity. Mm -hmm. I I might as well speak in code. Yes. So while the people like the normal people, like Michelle and I, hear a speech like that, we're going to be constantly preoccupied by, what the hell is XX? What's XY? And not hear any of the story or the lesson behind the story. So if that wasn't enough, she was pissed off that the protagonists that needed coaching (laughs) were both female and that I was being misogynistic about saying that only women need coaching. And not even in the subtext was that there. None. None. That's all her shit. Yes. And she's pushing it out on me. Because there w- there is no such thing as co-ed softball at that age. That's or there right. there wasn't when I played. There, there isn't. Okay. It's not. Yeah. It's the girls softball league, people. Girls. So should I call up the NJGSL and say, okay. let's rename them NJXXSL. Because that just flows off the tongue. <gasps> Nobody's going to know what the hell. They're going to think it's extreme softball. Right. So I have to point out how critical is that in an evaluation? It's not. It's way off the charts. There's nothing. It's there's... way off base. So, <laughs> so, ah, very good. Wow. So there is a formatted Toastmasters sheet that's very specific as to what type of, of things you're going to be critiqued upon and judged by. That ain't on there, folks. Mm-mm. This is bias. This is personal bias, and they want me to sculpt to be politically correct. I would, I would crash and burn on in a, in a, in a, in a speech because I thought that the, the the impetus of this, mm-hmm. the whole reason why they're there to watch me speak, was to give me supportive commentary on how to win and represent our district in the yeah. nationals. And those she XX just, and XXY are it's poison. Just, yes, it is. And so let me let me tee up. Oh, tee it up. Oh, you're all over it now. The next one. So David, during his speech about the girls' softball, goes and does a swinging motion with the bat. And the girl, you know, one, two, strike. Boom. So that that was the animated part of my speech where I'm supposed to use body language to illustrate my point. You're critiqued Right. I'm supposed to draw people in to the speech. And I don't want to just stand there with my hands folded. So I went into uh, the posture of a baseball swing. And I illustrated how this this one of my players, this girl, strike one, and she swings really hard. And then I said, the second pitch comes, and it's low and outside, and so I take a swing as if I'm swinging low and outside. I don't have a bat in my hand. I'm just motioning this, right? You, you can kind of see the bat in my hand in a sense of your imagination. And then the third pitch comes, and she gets hit on the hand, right? And that was kind of part of the whole juice, the, the wonderful part of the speech is where it, that's where conflict enters, and that's where the story really begins. Mm-hmm. What did she say? What did she say? She said that the swing the the motion of swinging the bat was too aggressive and it made her uncomfortable <laughs> during your speech unreal <laughs> do you hear that do you hear do you, okay so i use the terminology in the gift of the day that it's like this this militant hyper aggressive political correctness crew is like an ice cream truck it comes down the street and if you know the analogy of the ice cream truck you see an ice cream truck and all of a sudden, kids that you didn't even know existed yep. in your neighborhood are like flies to shisa. Yes. They're, they're moth to flame. There they are. You play that. And that bastard never shuts that thing off, by the way. It's like, at least turn it off while you're servicing the kids. Nope. Nope. So this thing rolls down the street and all the kids come out. This level of political correctness is like an ice cream truck for the crazies. They just come out of nowhere. You're like, 
Whoa, where has this person been? Under a rock? But now they're center stage and they're pointing the finger directly at me? No, 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 no. You know what? Shut off the friggin' music, go park the ice cream truck and go back to whatever rock you crawled out from under because you don't belong in my life. Mm -hmm. The obsessive policing of other people. You clearly don't have anything better to do. Here I am on the planet. I'm going to blow up. So, Michelle, what's the purpose of my friggin' speech? The words you say to someone carry weight, and they can quite possibly stay with the person for a lifetime without you even knowing it. That's right. What an impact you had on the girls and the other girl that you were telling about in the story. Right, and I gave an example of how things went sour, and I used a poor choice of words that I, I didn't even know we're going to sit with this poor gal. I made I made a comment about her shirt that I thought was a good comment, but she came home and balled it up and threw it in the garbage and never wore it again. And then I made the comment because of, he said it looked like a pizza shirt. It looked it wasn't like a pizza vulgar shirt. Even it wasn't so. vulgar. It, I, I actually was I was hitting on her and it, yes. it failed miserably. And then the other one was how I influenced a girl in the positive direction. Whose biggest fear playing softball was she was going to get hurt. Right, and she got hurt. And so I coached her through. Hey. Congratulations. You just confronted your worst fear. You were now unstoppable. And I don't remember saying those words because I was in the heat of the moment and nervous myself because I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I, I let this girl down. She carried that for years forward mm-hmm. and came out of her shell. She became a prolific actress and a softball star, got a scholarship. And when I when she first came into my life, it, the her mother brought her to me because she was in depression in her shell and not someone who was outward and she was super shy. Mm-hmm. And I had that influence on her and she she gave me that credit. And I'm like, wow, it's amazing that you remember that. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's changed my life, coach. She still called me coach. Mm-hmm. And this woman comes and shits all over my content. Yeah, that it's was It's not the, even about my delivery. Right, that was the basis of your like heartfelt, uplifting story. And she comes and s- critiques you on. <laughs> On swinging a, the motion, the motion of swinging, of swinging the bat, bat was offensive, and then calling a female girl a girl instead of XX. Were there any other crazy comments? There were other crazy comments. I, when when she took the stage, I'm like, oh, there's nothing's going to be crazier than this. Mm-hmm. But there were. <laughs> you know what? Let me interrupt. I there was one. A lady said it was too complicated and yeah. hard to follow. My story was too complicated, and that then she gave an impression that this is the pace I talk, I think you should <laughs> That's killing me right now. Too. Yeah. Yeah. She wanted me to, to talk like I'm, for me, because I, yeah, I've, I've got the Jersey cadence, right? I, I, I speak pretty quickly. I get that. But to slow it back down to like you are recovering in rehab from a stroke. Yeah, no. Ain't working for me. And then to say that my story was too complicated well, I'm sorry that you don't have the ability to track a story that is basically a conversation. It was. Conversation level. It's not like I used, I didn't infuse a whole lot of the words that I typically use in a right. speech that makes it sound extraordinarily accelerated. Because you're not supposed to. Right. And you followed that guideline. Yeah. So I'm supposed to, I'll tell you who she is. She's the 55 miles an hour in the Prius in the fast lane. She's trying to slow everybody the fuck down yep. because this is the pace that she wants to go. And of course, there's nobody more important than her in the world. Mm-hmm. And this is the, this is the kind of feedback I started to get as a trend. And she thinks she's doing the the good work. 
yeah. teaching everyone a lesson right. where she's just pissing everyone off. Yeah. This isn't NPR where you have these dramatic pauses and you enunciate words so that everybody sounds so perfectly eloquent. No, this is a freaking conversation. You know, look at Ted. That's where I want to be is Ted. Ted level conversations. They got what, 12 minutes to get a, a really good point across and they need every ounce of those 12 minutes and they still pack it in. And she wants me. I can't even do it. Yeah. It's, I can't even it's... do it. When, when she was talking to me, I thought something was wrong with her. <laughs> and then I'm like, t -t -t today, Junior, speed it up. What the fuck? And then the last comment, the, oh. we all know David loves to live in plan B and yeah. it's, it's his wheelhouse. So this one, I know got your goat. It got me bad. It got me bad. You want me to tell it? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So inexplicably, I've got this crappy laptop. It's a PC. Let it be known. I don't like PCs, but I have this PC and it's all I had to work with that day. And it, I've been using it forever and it, and, it, it and, never gave me a problem. And thank goodness you're in a breakout room where other right. contestants, you know, you're in this waiting room before you go into the actual, the actual main room. Yeah. Well, and this, this brings up another point in a second, I'll, I'll circle back to it. So I'm in, like you said, I'm in the breakout, breakout room and I'm trying to communicate with these people and I'm talking, but clearly, and it's, it shows that my mic is on, mm -hmm. but they're not hearing me, but it takes them like five minutes to say, we, we can't hear you. I'm like, why did you guys wait five minutes? What? Like you guys see that I'm talking and then you finally are going to tap me on the shoulder. And there's that guy. This is the story I was going to circle back to. There's that guy who's a professor he had a number of students in a class. He's on a Zoom call. It goes two full hours and nobody tells him that his mic's off. Shut the fuck It's up. now, it's on uh, TikTok. No. It's viral because I haven't seen it. I saw it on mute because I couldn't have it on during my conference call. <laughs> this is what I do. I'm sorry. Everybody does it. Please don't tell me you don't do this. You're watching TikTok just like me when you have these stupid conference calls. You are too much. Anyway. I have to look back at it, but apparently he hyperventilates. He, he panics because he realizes that he's gone two hours without the mic. So I felt like that in the breakout room. I'm like, I'm talking and they're not saying we can't hear you. I finally realized my microphone's bro broken. The PC, it says it's working. The test is not working. I, it's not working. So I had to circle back. I had two minutes before I was on. I go, I search frantically on my phone for the Zoom link, go on with my phone, take it off video, and just use the audio and I mute the audio on the PC so there's not that that terrible echo feedback and now we're good to go. Now and there's my... a slight delay. So when you see my mouth moving, then there's a slight delay with the audio because it's not sunk because I'm on the phone. But hey, I adapted, adjusted, and overcame on a dime. You on a dime. Did. Where most people would panic and then fold. Exactly. Um, I can't do it today, guys. No, I'm this is a competition. I had to step up and figure out a way to make this happen. So what does she say? Michelle. She said it was very distracting how you had a two separate connections yeah, or something. I'm pissed off that I had two devices. Even after I explained what my situation was and that I overcame it, she was shaming me for not testing my equipment in advance. Most people would be like, dude, you rose to the occasion. Exactly. You figured it out. What the hell? That's, that's a badass move, man. That's a MacGyver if I ever saw one. Yep. But no. It's, no. No, it distracted me. Your speech is trash distracted me it's uber weird uber oh, weird god but it's it's, it's that I, I don't know what club they're in because they were guests from Ooh, another club i'm thinking they're the politically them. correct club yeah we're the pc pc speakers 
Yeah, we're we're in actually it's called Speakeasy. We have a really cool name. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're the PC speakers. <laughs> I'm sure their five to ten minute speech has content for three minutes. Oh, that's our homework. Yeah, we're gonna find them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to crash their Zoom. Imagine if oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Tell me, David, what did you think of the meeting you saw here today? <laughs> well, <laughs> and I start running around the room, like pointing my fingers like guns. <laughs> Like a, at the ceiling, woohoo, bang, 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 bang. And then they all faint. <laughs> oh, no. And I blocked their Prius in with my Mercedes. <laughs> or better yet, the Jeep. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Too Off much. the rails. I hope, I hope this was entertaining, at least, especially for those who are just so over it, so sick of the overcorrection and the political correct. You know, and I get it. Dude, when I look back at the, because I do this, I go on YouTube and I look back at the politically incorrect stuff that we used to allow. You yes. know, the John Hughes films, you didn't even realize how much political incorrectness was going well, on You didn't in there. give the power to the words right. like people do today. I have one more to insert today. Okay. I was doing a workout this morning and this woman, it's non-impact, super like yoga type. She is so plugged in and so nice and so encouraging meditation is part of her workout people it's like the 30 seconds beginning the 30 second ending and she always says leave a comment what you liked what you you know what you thought about it so i never read the comments today i read the comments. so this is online this is on yeah okay you you can youtube it it's on her um website oh nice and the, one of the comments was, I've been doing your videos for so long and I love it, but you changed something in your video. And when you rock back and forth for one of the moves, I can no longer do it because I have back pain. Oh no! And this really threw me off and left me discouraged. Wow, because this woman's supposed to know this woman intimately and all of her issues. So please change your entire workout routine. Yeah, for her, alone. Because I hurt my back, and now I'm telling you, you discouraged me from working out. I didn't feel enough because you left me out this small part. It was probably like a seven-second move that you left me out of. I wish I could say I was speechless, but that's the opposite. I have so much to say about this. That is the entitled – that's a Karen right there. That is a Karen, and and this woman's workout – is anything but it's so inclusive wow and uh well you know what you know know what the irony is what that comment's discouraging that's the only discouraging thing in that whole scenario is that woman is now shaming the person who's bringing so much joy and so much positivity and creating a quality of life for humanity she has to shit on her because she has a personal issue yeah that's that's who we are today you know what Go to the other 2,300 videos she shares on her website and skip this one. Right. Or better yet, throw your ass into a CrossFit class and then come crying to me. Yeah. Jesus, lady. I'm sorry. It's just so discouraging, people, with their comments. And they're, they're free-flowing. Here's my vision. This is how I, how I justify it in my head and how I go to, go to bed tonight. I picture that her back injury came from somebody kicking her in the back for having her big friggin' mouth just shooting off stupidity. I'm, there's some karmic light in that. <laughs> <laughs> OMG. Yeah. People are just idiots. 
And that's the that's the woman that's going to come running into the street after the cuckoo bus uh, ice cream truck. Yeah, me too. Me too. Oh, damn straight. Oops, this lady hurt my feelings because she doesn't work out. That it's not exactly what I need. So I'm, is there room on that crazy bus? Yeah. You know what? You go ahead and start a website of good workouts for lower yeah. back issues. And then the crazies on the bus do. are like, you work out? That's too aggressive for me. Right? There's always going to be a naysayer. Wait, you're not naturally brunette. <laughs> you know, honestly, what I thought you were going to say? What? And I'm glad it turned out to just be this one woman's personal issue. That I thought you were going to say that one of the poses exposed an area oh. in an unflattering way and offended her oh no like there was a vad shot right like a brief vad shot yeah no and you could see camel toe or something and it like really set this woman off <laughs> no. but i guarantee you that's a part of it that that's i'm sure people have complained about that and, and your lululemons funny. are two sizes too small it's funny that you bring that up there has been and i think good for her for watching this and not giving a crap exactly what it looks like yeah i was like yeah oh. finally it's like that. Did you ever see that one video and it went viral that it was yoga or Pilates instructor and she was just in the flow oh. and she was wearing all white No. and it was during her period oh. and it was a heavy one. And So when you say inner flow, you didn't mean like... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, good one. Good one. I meant her yoga flow. Okay. And um, she kept going. And I'm thinking, you go because That's, that is and posted it and, and had the balls left to post it out it. there. She and she, I love it. She commented back. It felt good. I was I was in the zone. Yeah, and and this is a this natural is all a part thing. of life. Yeah, something you should not be ashamed of as a woman. Mm -hmm. This is a gift that you ladies have the ability to produce another human being, and this is part of that process. Yeah. And for somebody to shame her for that. Yeah. Oh boy. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. It was shocking. I've, I've never seen that. Because but we haven't seen it enough. Exactly. My point exactly. Wow. Unreal. Again, I, I, I really, I feel like I need to create an island of not crazy people. Well, they are entertaining, but keep them at a distance. Take your crazy bus and drive off the cliff in Big Sur because you guys, you're just, you're an infection. Mm -hmm. All you're doing is you're, you, you, you're misguided. You think you're helping people. In a, but in a perverted way, you're actually off-putting them. Yes. You're, you're, and making them feel bad about themselves. Yeah. Holier-than-thou, self-righteous, policing other people because you have your shit together? I beg to differ. You're actually probably the most dysfunctional people I've met. And it's so true for the people who are no longer bullies and like kind of just let things roll off their back. Now you're putting them back into that. Yeah. <laughs> wanting to, yeah. you know, like you're it's so far <laughs> the other side. You're like, you're doing destruction again. It's like the mafia. You're the whole reason why I was a bully and I got out. And then you brought me back in. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is, people. So that just oh, ties into boy. the homework, you know. Use your words for good. And if you don't yeah. like something, move on. If it's not hurting anybody. I agree. I couldn't agree more. I mean, what what do we do for a living? What is the Rick Hype movement? Are we holier than thou? Absolutely not. We're probably the, the most transparent and humble people in pursuit of creating a quality of life for humanity. And then you guys come in waving the same flag? We are totally different. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. We're not shaming people. We're not... Making people feel guilty about what they do or what their per, their persuasions are, 
we're supporting all that and trying to mold people into continuing that and helping other people out. So, oh, Oy. those people need us the most, frankly. And as much as it would pain me to be in the same room with these jokers, if I felt like I could crack them open and readjust whatever went sideways with them over life, their lifespan and then recalibrate it so it's going in the right direction, I would happily do it. I would take it on the chin. I didn't like the way you held the mic. It's more phallic than you think it is. Yeah, you have to think, are they being true? Like, is that truly how and what they think and feel? I think it was programming. Well, they're also control freaks. They want to stand on top of your neck. They want to be able to shame you. They want to, they want to wave, wave their finger. It's all about power. And right now, like the, the conversation uh, we had before with the women in Safeway that felt mm-hmm. entitled to stand in front of me because, quote, It's my, our time It's now. our time. Your days are over. <laughs> like, my days are over. Fuck you. What the, who are you to say that? Yeah. Wow. You guys need to go somewhere. Go, <laughs> I will buy you an island. I will even supply the food. And some weapons, because I know you guys are going to kill each other. <laughs> but but I will, please leave. Just leave. Nobody wants you here. Nobody wants you here. Did I go too far? We're getting too dark. <laughs> As I'm about to say, now go out there and fly that kite. <laughs> and hope if you're one of them, make it a huge kite. So that it'll take you somewhere else. Oh, my God. Yako Key. <laughs> <laughs> we need a part three to this one. All right, do the whole, let's do it right this time. Get out there and fly that kite. Yako Key. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's gift of the day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement.